Today is Tuesday, September 13th. And every week it's Tuesday this time. That's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's just like every Tuesday is Tuesday on the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God. I'm your host, John Fowler. Good morning. I'm John Sandy, the John John Show. And it is Tuesday. <laughs> it is Tuesday. <laughs> you, ever, you ever looked up uh, how these different days of the week got their names? Uh, no, but Kathy says we're echoing. She never calls and tells me anything. Nothing good. good. It's, it's like, always always the, always the it's always Debbie something downer. Yeah, it's like Debbie, okay. Let me see what's wrong blah, here because I don't know. <laughs> we're not echoing. <laughs> I don't think we're echoing. It doesn't sound like we're echoing, but I don't. We don't know. hear it here. Um, yeah, we don't hear it here. Cynthia, if you're listening, you can let us know. She's right outside waiting for to do so. She's up. Uh, now Hang my brother-in-law's up. calling. He must not be watching the show. Let me see here. That's not a good. <laughs> Hello, Brady. I sound good? Yeah. <laughs> You're actually on the show today. How are you doing? You got to put five and slept <laughs> he slept in. in. He yeah, slept in. sleeping in. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's good, to, good to have you on the show today. Yes. Oh, no. All right. Thank you, sir. See you later. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> Kathy's husband, Brady. Yeah. Kathy's husband, Brady. The Brady Bunch. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I mean, it sounds fine to me. I mean, it sounds sounds good. But uh, anyway, well, while I'm working on something, you go ahead and uh, do, what, do what you're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah. So, Let glad to that. have you with us this morning. We had an amazing Sunday service. And your guest yesterday morning, I think it was yesterday morning, was our speaker. And it was wonderful. We really enjoyed it. And he gave some wonderful words and revelations. And um, his people that came with him were just absolutely delightful. So we enjoyed him. And, and uh, we thanked uh, everyone that supports what we do up there. And he gave us some encouraging words about God working with our church up there. And, and then we had a fun day. After that, well, you call it, would y'all call it a fun day, fun day, Sunday or something like that? Sunday, fun day. Yeah, Sunday, fun day, and had a lot of neat stuff, food and snow cones and, and Jupiter jump type of thing, and Dunkin' John, we got the chance to junk our, dunk our pastor. Yeah, you didn't do that, did you? No, I just, I just, I just, I just, I'm just a personal compassion, you know, John, I'm just. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, there were people who wouldn't do that. They wouldn't dunk you? No. Yeah. There's people that wouldn't. Oh, let me see if that fixed it. Let me see if that fixed it. It sounds fine to me. Okay. But, uh, yeah, there's people who would not do that because they just did not want to step into that. <laughs> so, you know, it's like. So it'd be the opposite of receiving a profit. You receive a profit's reward. I guess. This is the opposite. You dunk a pastor, you get nothing. You get you nothing. You get nothing. You wonder why you're going through trouble? You dunk the pastor. That's why. <laughs> and it will show up yeah. during the week. Yeah, absolutely, no, no <laughs> doubt about that. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was powerful. Uh, Isaac Carpenter, evangelist Isaac Carpenter, out of uh, Huntington, West Virginia, uh, was with us. If you haven't heard yesterday's podcast, um, you need to go back and listen to it because it's a summary of what his sermon was on Sunday, and we really oh, okay. got into some extra things oh, there. Oh, that's that, neat. Uh, I'll to go back really and do good. that. Yeah, it was really good. So I mean, awesome. I was really thankful for what God uh, for what God did. So I have to follow that on Sunday. 
Yeah, you yeah. can do it. I don't know about that. You're yes, but I can do all things you can do all through Christ <laughs> who strengthens me. That's you know, walk definitely my faith sure. a little bit. Absolutely. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Well, I'm going to work on this sound a little bit while you're working on your uh, your uh, podcast for the day. So here's John Sandy, and this is part two of Rebuking the Blessing, part two. Yes, and we always like to try to open up with either a notable quotable or a notable nugget. I have both for you today. Our notable quotable for today, the Word of God tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Therefore, we do not gauge our victories by the condition of our flesh, but rather by the promises of God. Amen. And, of course, we talked about this walking carnally. The word carnal comes from the word carne, uh, as in chili con carne, uh, chili with meat. That means that you are operating in the flesh if you are a carnal person. You respond to the physical five senses, and that's about it. That's what comes first. If you believe for something and your body's telling you something different, you'll go with what your body tells you. And that's what we mean by speaking and walking in carnality. We don't want to do that. We want to operate in the blessings and the promises of God because they are underneath all those attacks that you and I experience. So I want to give it a little notable quotable. Our notable nugget uh, for today, notable, notable, notable nugget, notable nugget is when we give you just a little story or something that might encourage you. So I have one for you today. Remember what I said before that if you chew on some, if you don't chew on something, you'll never know what it tastes like. Well, there are things that you do need to chew on. There are. Have you ever chewed on something until the flavor runs out? John, you talked about how gum, when it's all out of flavor, it's just a piece of rubber in your mouth. <laughs> so uh, uh, when you you want to get every bit of juice out, because gums is awesome, right? Uh, but where that where does that go? That that goes into your system. The juice from that. So whatever you chew, whatever you choose to chew on, that flavor does end up being in your system, spiritually and physically, good or bad. The older we get, the more we should be resolved in our in ourselves. Now, I'm going to go somewhere with this, so stay with me. So you learn to chew on some things. Some things you don't chew on. You rebuke and resist as soon as the thought comes. Other things that are of God, we need to chew on and digest and take into our system. They always tell us that the older we get, the more problems we'll face. In fact, if you'll notice, it's like the world has us on a schedule. When you get this age, this starts to happen. When you get to this age, this starts to happen. And I don't know if it's because I like uh, gun smoke or reruns, but I see a lot of medical commercials. It's like they're recruiting people uh, to see if you have that pain. Get a hold of them. They got this medicine. Blah, blah, blah. Well, if we are walking in the Spirit, and here's where I wanted to give you a little encouraging word. Because you look at all these commercials, they say, by the age of 65, by the age of 70, by the age of 60, whatever, these things will start to happen. I had my own doctor say to me one day, he said, well, as you get older, this is going to happen, and eventually you'll have cancer or something like that. I'm going, oh, Lord, help us, Jesus. So here's my encouraging word for you. We as Christians need to learn how to resolve things. And... That means determined or to give our lives completely over to as unto God. So you can be resolved in bad things, chew on the bad things, or you can be resolved in good things and chew on the good things. Here's the neat thing. As you go through life, the the Lord, the the, uh, doctor will give you a schedule, right? They have functional authority, not ultimate, but they have functional authority. It's not like as Christians would go around saying, no, I don't have that disease. Well, you have been diagnosed with it, so you do. But here's the difference. We claim the Word of God over those things. 
We choose to chew on the things of God and not the things of the world, not our five senses, our carnality. So as you look at that schedule down the road and you think, oh, my goodness, this is coming, this is coming, let me give you an encouraging word. During the same time period as you are going through life, the same schedule, you should be resolving issues with God on a personal level with him. And as you do, you can counter those things the world tells you that are coming. And I've given small examples like where I would run and have a pain in my leg or ankle, and I would just rebuke it, stamp my foot sometimes and just rebuke it and go on. Later on, I find myself running later on, and I think, oh, I don't feel that pain anymore. I forgot all about it. That would have to be funny. To stomp my foot? Yeah, I mean, to see somebody just running, and then all of a sudden they stomp their foot. And I'll say say it out loud. I'll say, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I curse you. I don't accept this. And I keep going, and people like to stare. I mean, I'm. I'm well known. Well, it's probably like you're listening to the hokey pokey, and it's like, oh, he's got to the part where it says stomp your foot. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Hey, let me ask you something, though. Mm-hmm. Here's here's something that goes along with um, what, you're, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We live in such a negative world, <clears throat> and one of the things that we have to do is change that. And so I love it when I go into a restaurant, and the person says, and they're waiting on my response to be bad. And the, she'll say, it's going to be about a 30-minute wait like that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I look at her and I say, that's wonderful. Sign me up. Do you actually say that? I do. I sign me up. And they ask you to leave? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it's a half-hour wait. I don't care if it's a 45-minute wait. <clears throat> I can wait. I, I'm a waiter, man. I can do that. Like at a restaurant and you're real oh, hungry. Yeah, I can and wait. And they say, that'll be uh, 45 minutes. They love to tell you that. See, they'd love why, to tell you why is that? to get you to leave. They want you to leave. Sure it's they business. do. Nah, well, not to the people who work there. They get paid the same. It's the owners. <laughs> it's the owners you worry about. Interesting. Yeah, so, Interesting. They, so what they do is they say, uh, yeah, right, that's going to be a 30-minute wait. Or, um, and then when you I'm say, sorry, oh, what Mr. kind of response do you get, a smile or something? No, not normally. And, and here's, here's something else that I like. It's like when somebody says, you know, we examined your, your vehicle, and it's going to be about $700 to fix it. Are we talking about yesterday? No. And, and no, not yesterday. And I, <laughs> and I look at him, and I say, that's wonderful. No problem. Why would you say that's <laughs> wonderful, John? That's just kind of. Cons- because because they expect you to. They expect you to. They, why? You got the money. <clears throat> You're always going to have the money. <clears throat> and so you're going to have the money. And so you say, <clears throat> that's wonderful. And that's wonderful because, see, what they're expecting you to do is to, oh, that's horrible. That's just terrible. Mm-hmm. And and so I I just don't play that game of negativity. So if it's, you know, it's like people say, well, you know, gas prices go to $10. I won't be able to go. I don't care if it goes to 15 I'll always have the money to pay it. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because God said he shall supply all my <clears throat> need according to his riches and glory. Yes. It's, it's the thing about this, John. You either take the word and, and grow from it. Or uh, and, and and stand on it, or you can stand on what the world, which is the negativity. And I just, mm-mm, mm-mm. I asked my class a couple Sundays ago, and then I forgot this last Sunday to follow up. I asked them to set out a jar, and every time that they speak negative or something opposed to the Word of God, to put a dollar in there. Man, there's some people's full. <clears throat> yeah, it should be. just in just in twenty. <laughs> I, think I think we could pay off a few things. <laughs> Uh, well, here's the thing. I also gave an out, though. I said, if you catch yourself with a bad thought and you rebuke it and you don't say it, get a dollar out. 
Oh, wow. That's training, right? Train a child, not teach them. Train a child in the way they should go. So um, I meant to follow up on that the next Sunday, and I didn't. So so you don't know how people are doing? No, I don't know if there's much money in the cookie jar or not. Oh, I just <laughs> thought I'd throw that in. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, you may think that that's strange, but, John, people are waiting. Now, think of this. Mm-hmm. People are waiting on your reaction. Mm-hmm. They're waiting on your reaction. I mean, I go to the I go to the doctor just like you do. I hear those same things. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. just different. It's like, well, you better quit this, or you're going to do that, and you better quit this, and not look at that. And the whole time I'm saying, I plead the blood, I plead the blood, I plead the blood, yeah. I plead the blood, right yeah. underneath my voice. And yeah, and absolutely. I don't buy it. I choose not to believe the report. No, no. You know, repeat the repeat the uh, review and believe the report. Of the absolutely. Lord. I mean, I am the I am. The head and not to tell. I'm the lender, not the borrower. I'm above and, bu- and not beneath, and the devil's under my feet. He and is. so, if he is, <clears throat> that means he he was there yesterday, and it means he's going to be there tomorrow. <clears throat> no matter how I feel, he is still there. He can't get under your feet if you're lying down. No, which yeah, means that you've yeah, given yeah, up. Stand, yeah, stand. Yeah, which means you gave up. I'm really not going to say anything, Cynthia. I'm on my way to tutors. <laughs> Extra butter, please. Butter. Butter, 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 butter. Well, that's awesome word. And God does want us to be positive because whether the word, world knows it or not, they're drawn to encouragement. People need to be encouraged, and we need to walk in that. Um, you know, my wife will tell you that uh, I just, uh, she'll ask me certain things. I said, hey, I don't want to voice that. I don't want to get that on the ear. Um, so I'll just say, like one man said that was battling with yellow jaundice, he would tell people, um, I'm fighting it. If something had to be said at all, he'd say, I'm fighting that. Instead of saying, I have, we don't deny having something. That's not faith. Faith is believing God's word above what we're going through, right? So I encourage you that if you will begin to resolve things in your life, as things come to you, uh, go deeper with the Lord. And as you do that over time, that schedule the world has for you, you can stand against all things. Um, I had a hip injury, John, about a week or so ago, and it was going on a week, and it was so painful I could hardly get up or down, and the pain was so severe, and even turning was just excruciating pain. And we just started believing and trusting and using common sense and wisdom. I took a break from running just to uh, relax it, and uh, last week, all of a sudden, I was working at my sister's home helping my other sister. Good morning, Kathy and Connie. Um, and I noticed about halfway through the day, there was a difference. It's like switching gears. There was a difference. It wasn't just slight. It was, there was a difference. And I've been better ever since. And I went out and ran seven yesterday. And so, uh, and I didn't even feel anything. So I'm really, really grateful. So stand on his word so that you were able to stand on the devil's head. So, we stand and claim every promise of God, no matter what the world says or tells us we can or cannot do. God is our source, our hope, our promise, and our great expectation. Do you walk in expectations? Do you go expecting things? Or do you go just saying, well, if it happens, I'll see it, I'll believe it when I see it. That's if we're resolved. You need to be resolved in your walk with God. As we get older, the more resolved we should be to counter those things the world tells us that we cannot have. Well, I think it, what's important, John, is this, mm-hmm. is 
there's going to be two reports always. There's going to be the one of the world and the, and then God's report, and you have to figure out which one that you're going to choose. But you also have to be careful not to get sucked in to to what the world is saying. God's people mm-hmm. should not be sucked into what the world is saying. The no. world should get sucked into what we're saying. That's so good. That's just like this crazy um, <clears throat> this crazy um, vaccine. Mm-hmm. You know, people screaming, get the shot, get the shot, get the shot, get the All shot. The fear. Fear. Yeah, get the shot. You got to get the shot. And the people that I knew would be in line first were. You can tell. Oh, I knew. And the thing about it is, look at how many people got the shot and got and, and got COVID. Yeah, even after the boosters and all the other stuff that come with it. And now they want to keep on giving other ones. And every time something comes up, some variant, the monkey virus or whatever it is, uh, they've got a shot for that. There, there comes a point where, you know, folks – I'm not feeling my system with that stuff. I'm like you. I didn't have it done either. No. And, and what's crazy is that the the church is listening to the world instead of the world listening mm-hmm. to the church. But here's what happens yes. is the world walks in fear. Yes. And the church is trying to uh, – and the and the world is trying to sneak into the church to get people to walk in fear that you'll die of this, you'll die of this. Let me, let me explain. <laughs> let me tell you something right now. Mm-hmm. You're going to die if the Lord tarries. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. <clears throat> and there's not one stinking thing that you can do about it. It's going to happen. And so what happens is if the Lord tarries, I mean, all the disciples died. And here's the thing, John. You know? I, uh, some people think the scripture says it is appointed a time once for man to die. It doesn't say that. Right. It's, it is appointed for man to die once. Ooh, that's what it says. And I've heard it misquoted. And so I don't think we have an end date. I think our walk, our faith, our trust, our belief can change that date. Yeah, because what happens is, and this is what's really what's really neat, is the fact is that um, if you're saved, then you don't. The only thing that dies is your flesh. You go from Mm -hmm. life to life. If, uh, the absent from the body. Yeah, present to the Lord. So you you go from life to life. Now, if you're unsaved, you go from death to death. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, you're not alive, you know, I have, because I you're dear, unsaved. I have a relative lost his son just the other day to cancer, and they were so close, and he's not a believer. Oh, wow. And I said, how do people do that when they think that's it? Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, it's so I mean, sad. And you pray for them, you love them, you try to. Uh, I think the thing that John that we need to focus on. We're always talking about evangelism, evangelism, going out, and reaching people, and we're to do all that stuff. But Lord, if we would just simply get the revelation of living it daily in front of them, yeah, you can take your tent with you everywhere you go. Absolutely, because, set that puppy up. Yeah. Because uh, there's opportunities everywhere we go. I said in my class yesterday morning, I said, as a believer, you have something for everybody you meet. Mm-hmm. There you got, whether it be a word, a gesture, an encouragement, paying for something, helping them, uh, traveling, uh, you know, using your time for something to help them. There's something you have for everybody you meet. At the very least, we have an encouraging hope for them. Right, And how many times, John, you and I both noticed this, that uh, people are real quick to let you know what they're going through. Without you, you asking. Oh, you can go to a store and be <laughs> getting the same can of cereal, off the box of cereal off the shelf. Before you know it, they're telling you their life story. 
Right. It's just that easy. It just comes right out. Well, of course, our response as believers is we have hope. Therefore, I want to tell you about a great hope. Can I pray for you? And you've mentioned this, John, it's so true. I think you have that when people ask for prayer, pray then. Yes. Because, you know, your intentions are good, but sometimes we get wrapped in other things and we forget and we feel awful about it. Our intentions really were good. So the, the good man are right there. I don't care if you're in a grocery store or anywhere. I'll just say, can I pray for you? And they'll say, yes. You know what? I don't know if I've ever had anybody say no to me. Right. In fact, you may remember, John, when I was talking about people going door to door to witness. Right. And they weren't let in one after another. And finally, the minister got this idea, and he started going to homes. He said, hey, we're from so-and-so church. We want to know if there's anything you need us to pray about. That's wonderful. And they began to open the doors itself to let them in physically because someone was sick in the back room or this was going on. I mean, it just opened up the door. So God wants us to be available. He does. And, but but you got to be careful not to get sucked in because uh, here, here's what people get sucked in to do. Is like okay if you're witnessing to somebody, you know, obviously they're going to tell you some things about themselves. Well, you know, I've went through cancer, or I've went through yes, this, or absolutely. I've went through that, and, and so you have to be careful not to one up them while you're listening to them. Oh, people like to do that. Oh, yeah, it's like well, you know, you think, it's like you, you, you think, think you, you think you've gone through something bad, <laughs> and that's what they blame older, Let me show older you people. This, let me show you this scar over oh, here. Yeah, yeah, they lift their, lift their shirt. Lifters. I've had people do that. <laughs> Oh, I tell you, and it's like, it's almost like a badge of honor that they've gone through something, and they have gone through something, but we want to offer them a hope. So when they say things like that, you say, oh, can I pray for you? Because I'm a minister, or I'm this, a Christian, and the word says, and uh, now- it defines you, people. You, that's the problem. Yeah. You, it, it starts you, defining well, people. Really, that's good, John. It starts it, defining it, people. It really does. And our job, we can't carry people. You know, we've right. talked about this. It takes six people to dare, carry a dead body, right? That's good. But we come in with the life in us, and now we can carry others, and we don't have to be carried. Folks, we got to come to church eventually where we're not depending on other people to give us our joy that day, to have an answer for us that day. Get in the Word. Uh, get to know Him. Have a personal relationship and find out what He wants to do through you directly. Yeah. There are no limitations for you. There are absolutely no limitations. <coughs> he said all things. All things. So the only limitations that you have are the ones that you put on yourself, and you hinder yourself. But then here's the thing. What people do is they talk about those limitations. That, that's what I was going to say next. Oh, they that's talk the about those step. limitations. You, you accept the limitations, then you talk about it so that you feed on it, and you'll feed on your own words. Yeah. You know, we've learned to feed ourselves physically. Well, we can learn to feed ourselves spiritually, good or bad. I was, um, somebody had told me something yesterday. Uh, and uh, I was talking, I was talking to somebody. And it was really um, pulling me down. Wah, wah, yeah. Wah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. really pulling me down. <clears throat> and so I told this person, I said, yes, but, and I started in quoting the scripture. And then I said, oh, no, but this. And I said, and the word says that. And I started in. And, buddy, I, but you got to remember, John, I really, I was sitting in a chair at the, at the DMV, and I felt this not because I was at the DMV, but because I was on the phone with a conversation going on. And it was like I felt this this push pressing. down on, yeah, this pressing. I, I really felt it. Mm. And I, and then so what I had to do was I, I, 
I rose up and yeah. and and I said no, but here's what the word says, it's and here's what this said. On you. Oh, and and I'm telling you yes. what I told the person on the phone. I said I'm about to shout. In, said, the, in the middle of all this. Wah, oh wah, yeah, wah. I said I'm about to shout because my God shall. And and so I was like, I mean, now, John, it, one or two things are going to happen when you do that. I felt it, they're and either, then I felt it going go. To, they're either going to be encouraged and lifted by it, or they're going to find out you're not feeding it. No, I'm not feeding it, and they won't respond. No, I'm not feeding it because let me. I know what God. I know yeah. what God can do. But <laughs> it's my a, God, my right? God, yeah, my God. And so I'm <laughs> telling you, it it immediately, John, got off of me as quick as it got on me. Wow. And the, and I tell you what it did was the word said. I heard a man of God say, Reverend Lauren Helms say, that if you pray, at least if you're going through something, start praising Him. If you immediately just start praising, and James Ashworth told my wife, you know, if you're hurting or whatever it is, immediately start praising me. He said, if you praise me in about 20 minutes, he used specifics. He said in about 20 minutes that thing will start to lift. Yeah, if you spend real sincere praise time and praise with him yeah. and uh, that's encouraging it really is I because mean, that's that's without ha- doesn't mean you have an answer right that's without it so you you know a god yeah they, they can yeah and you know and there's times i mean you, people have to understand is that everyone goes through something everyone goes through something and yeah. so that's the purpose of one of the things on the podcast is that we are we're going through something together that will help the person, you know, to say, hey, you know, I went through this and I went through that and I got overcame here and I went through there. I mean, when you think about how encouraging the, that there is that there's no limitations, you yeah, know, yeah. Or there's no limitation on healing, no financial blessings. The only, <clears throat> now, I will tell you this, there's a, there, there will be limitations on, on your financial blessings if, you, if you're stingy. Yeah. If you don't give from God, see, there are prerequisites to the blessings, yeah, right? Any blessings you never saw in, in, in the Bible, you always saw where Jesus led somebody to do something, to get something. You ever notice that? Like the man, the man, um, that was, uh, that was blind. What did he tell him to do? Go, go yeah. wash. Yeah. Yeah. What? And so you, there's, there's something there. Even if he told him to go and send, uh, told him to go and send no more, or don't tell nobody. There was seemed like there was always something after that. Like the leper, a uh, leper said, "Go and show yourself." Yeah. And they were healed as they went. So their act of obedience. Yeah. That's faith in action. Uh, God requires the reason why a lot of people are healed, and then they lose it. Yeah. Is because they didn't participate in the healing to start with, and therefore when the symptoms want to come back on you. Yeah. And let you know that it, I'm back. If you're not grounded to resist that, if you don't know to do that, yeah. lack of knowledge, uh, it, you may never. Well, you know, we talked about how um, Catherine Coleman, she said up to 90 to 95 percent of the people she prayed for that were healed lost it. Yeah. So when you think about it, here's what Dustin just said. Good morning, Dustin. Good morning. Love you, brother. Here's what it says. Oppression is how the enemy attacks a child of God. So oh, that's so good. Yeah. So what I felt at the DMV, I mean, it's bad enough at the DMV, but then the <laughs> that's a, that's a that's a weight fest. Yeah, it is. So so when <laughs> when when that person said that, and it just it, that is what you feel oppression. That is what oppression is. Mm-hmm. But then you got to shake that thing off. Mm-hmm. 
You don't go to bed with it. You, <laughs> you shake it a, off. You have a choice. You do. What are you going to do with it? Absolutely. What are you going to do? Uh, it's a, that old uh, wrist brand they used to wear. What would Jesus do? Yeah. Well, what would Jesus think? Yeah. How would Jesus act? You yeah. could take that in many different directions because uh, God uh, wants us to live above, right? Yeah. Uh, if the storm's in your way, you rebuke it. Yes. And then you move on. Yeah. But we have to take the word. Uh, you know, it tells us very clearly that without faith, we can't please him. Well, faith comes from knowledge, right. knowledge from the word of God. Yeah. If we don't have knowledge, how do we know what to believe for? Plum ignorant. You plum. You plum ignorant if plum you don't. Ignorant. And speaking of how uh, I get sucked in, yeah. my word for the day yeah. is grave suckers. Grave suckers? Grave suckers. That's my word for today. Keep preaching, brother. I'm trying to stay out of it, but I'm I I got stuff to say today. <laughs> you do. Well, we had a great Sunday service. You had a great sharing uh, with with the the minister yesterday morning on your program, and you could talk on that for a long time. Oh yeah, uh, we got a lot out of that. That was awesome. Uh, but grave suckers. That is uh, where people used to believe that when a person died, the Holy Spirit stayed with them. So what you would do is you would take a mantle. In this case, a mantle would be a loose-fitting cloth or cloak around you, right? We've heard that in the Bible, Elijah and Elijah. Mm-hmm. And you would take that mantle and you stretch it over the grave and believe that that mantle sucked the Holy Spirit out of the body. Oh. It was called grave sucking or grave uh, soaking. It, it was called either one. And uh, they, they believed that, that you died with the Holy Spirit, and this is one way to <laughs> grave suck. That's what they call it, grave sucking. Yeah, let so, me let me tell you. So you gave me a great lead, and thanks. Let, let me tell you something that happened. <laughs> yeah, let me let me tell you something that happened Sunday morning. This is something that happened ha- has not happened to me in years. And it happened Sunday morning. It happened Sunday morning. Um, yeah, occasionally, I will have an optical migraine. Yeah. And and an optical migraine is where you basically your eyesight. You, you get this flashing light in your eyes and you can't see anything for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Both eyes are one. I don't know, but you can't really see. I mean, you've got to be careful. You, I mean, you can't drive a car. I mean, you can't drive a car. And, and so I was, uh, I hadn't had one of those in probably two years. Sitting there Sunday morning while I was listening to Isaac preach, one of those things started. And it started, and it went into full-fledged, buddy. I yeah, mean, you it, know from experience what it is. Oh, yeah, full-fledged, yeah. And you feel really bad for a you know, day or two after. It's like, you know, it's, I don't know what's strange. But, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't know what causes it, but it happened. I told nobody. I, I, I told nobody, and I continued to do what I was – when he was laying hands on me, and praying for me, I couldn't see. Is that right? Yeah, I couldn't see. I didn't say, stop the press. I need prayer. 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 <laughs> no. I just pressed. And, John, that's the thing that we have to do. Now, you know. That's a discipline, John. That's called discipline. We th- we're always looking for emotions, right? I'm not giving so, the sometime, devil a- Sometimes, John, we just have to push back on the five senses and say, I'm just standing because it says to. 
Yeah. I don't even understand it. But the word says, and I'm standing on that's what you were doing. Yeah. It didn't matter what you felt or saw. No, absolutely. The word of God never changed that moment. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm reluctant in telling it because, you know, it's embarrassing. But the thing about it was, I you know, I knew where I was. I had my senses. You just can't see. It's a flashing light that just you know, just uh, and then eventually, it, well, I've it, had them. It, I know what you're talking about. Eventually, it goes away. Yes, you know? I've had them. And uh, and so, and I, like I say, okay, what triggered that? Why? Why did that happen? Number two, but I go back to I go back to to what I think is that you have to understand that the enemy is waiting on you to respond. He's mm-hmm. waiting on That's you good. to respond. <clears throat> To what he's done to you or what he's trying to do to you. Mm-hmm. He's waiting on you to respond. And if you have a meltdown, Lord God, over a hangnail or over something like that. I mean, that's one thing if I was getting ready to drive the car. One thing that was funny is, uh, is I was glad that he asked for music to be played. Because I couldn't, have, I couldn't see my iPad and to tell you what song <laughs> I couldn't have played one. Yes, I, I couldn't have played I know, one. I know what that's like. But but to to literally now I'm fine now it goes away. But to to literally, it, it's almost John that I think that I think that people take the trap of the enemy and they run with it. And they want pity over it. Well, most Christians, and I hate to say it, really don't go very deep. No. They really don't go very deep. Uh, I don't know if it's a Christian just goes on Easter and Christmas to church, or maybe they go every Sunday. But the devil's there every Sunday, so that doesn't necessarily mean anything. What are you going to do with it? You know, when when God said to Moses, what do you have in your hand? It's a rod. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what God used, was that rod, right? Yeah. So what do you hold, Moses, in your hand? Well, what do you have? When you're going through this, Jesus is like saying, what do you have in your hand? You have authority. You have authority. You have authority. And I try to explain this in a little bit of a way to the class that you think about how, you know, how many galaxies are out there and how it's ever-expanding and how he created our bodies that were wonderfully and fearfully made. It's just a marvel what our body can do and how quickly our mind can tell our fingers to do things and playing the piano and different things. And by the way, you did a great job Sunday morning. No, oh, thank you. Um, but we, 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 if you realize that that power that I just mentioned is in you. Yeah. That's why he says you can take authority. That's why yeah. he says, speak to mountains, yeah. not because you're anything, but because when you got saved, he gave you the same spirit that raised him from the dead. That's, that's an awful lot of power, John. Yeah. He put it in you yeah. and we're walking around wimpy and just whining. It, now, John, it's going to take discipline and face it. That's, that's a lacking uh, element in a lot of our lives today. We don't have a lot of evidence. I saw in the news just this morning where at the New York times, uh, People, uh, 1,300 people don't want to come back to work because they don't want to come back more than three days a week, and they don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. Uh, you know what they said, and it's really true. The, the liberal thinking today, the, um, the wokeness we hear about, the, their, their chickens have come home to roost because they have created these people. Mm-hmm. They have created this. Yeah. Let God do something with us. Right. May God create a good thing in us that we're not moved by what moves the world. Yeah. We're moved by the hand of God. Yeah. And we stand waiting on God. Yeah. Not on what the world says. Yeah. Your sister says, uh, good morning, Connie. Uh, your sister says this. 
She says, a study showed that 18% of Christians read their Bible, read God's Word. We must get into the Word. That's it. It's and you got to stand on it. What are you going to stand on if you don't know what the Word says? Well, I'm going to believe for this. Well, do you have a scripture to back it? Right. Do you have a word from God, a revelation yeah. to go with that? See, God's revelations will match his word. Yeah. God's not going to tell one minister one truth, another minister another truth. Right. Now I realize we're all growing in the word. We're right. all growing and learning and going deeper. And we're at different levels. I understand all that. Yeah. But God doesn't give two different truths. Right. If something is wrong, John, time doesn't change truth. That's good. Well, we're now in the 21st century, and therefore things. No, not God's word. Not do you, do you know, John, that right and wrong have never changed? Never. A child is born with the knowledge that when they lie, it's wrong. They know it. You don't have to teach them that. But we, we have to teach them other things that are good and bad. We train them up. You can train your child up in the wrong things. You can train them up in the good things. But that's right, Connie. We have to have a knowledge of the word. You need to be able to pull out that sword. As I've mentioned before, that sword in the armor is something you draw. The sword's the one thing you can draw a line in the sand with. Yes. You can't. There's nothing you have on that draws a line like a sword. And you take the word of God and you draw a line and tell the devil this is all you can do. And if he tries to cross it, and he will, it's a call to test. When he tries to cross it, you take the word and remind him like Jesus did with the devil. The devil, devil gave him scripture, but he perverted it. Jesus keeps, don't pervert the word. No. Don't take the word out of context. Don't, don't tell me that there's no hell because my God's a loving God and he won't send me there. Don't do that. Yeah. That's a perversion of the word. You're sending yourself. You choose where you go. Right. God doesn't want you there. He didn't even create it for Isn't that sad, John? He didn't even create hell for us. No, not at all. He said that the Bible says that hell is ever expanding itself. Yeah. And, that's sad. And the problem is that heaven should be expanding. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. And and is the church, I just think there's an identity crisis. The church looks too much like the world and, and you know, and we well, have to make Well, they can't tell us apart. Yeah. Uh, if you go to church and you don't find different than going to a ball game, if you come out of there with nothing more than you do in a ball game, is I had a good time today, quote? What what you spend time with is who you start acting like. Well, that's so true. Yeah. You will do what your heart is at. Yeah. That's so what you're going to do. You start worrying and wringing your hands, then you're in the word. You're in the world, not the word. <laughs> there, know, I'm telling you. It is the truth, John. Uh, there was a quote I got. I'm trying to find it. I don't know if I still have it. They move in and out so fast, but it was so good. It said in the quote, um, I don't know if I shared that one or not. If I did, it might be on mine. But it said that uh, there's a stairway to heaven and there's a highway to hell. Oh, wow. Which tells you where the traffic's going to be. Yeah. That was basically what That's it good. was saying. And uh, I thought that was really. Well, you know, really the, what good. you got to remember, there's not a lot of people on Faith Street. Ooh. You know, the Faith Street, there's not a lot of people there. Like you know, that. you don't have to worry about getting run over. <clears throat> you and know? you know what? The deeper you go, you'll find this out, and you can raise your hands uh, out there, folks that have gone deeper. It, that that street is lonelier the deeper you go. Yeah. And Most people few, think you're crazy. Well, fewer. that's what I was getting ready to say. Fewer people really understand what you're talking about. They're mm. lost. There's right. no like deer in a headlight. When you start talking about some of the, the things of God and what he's done and your testimony and what he's taught you, they're like deer in a headlight. Right. They have they have no clue because they've not journeyed there. 
Yeah. I told the devil yesterday. <clears throat> I try not to talk you to tell him. him. Here's what I told him. I said, <clears throat> I want everything back that you stole from me. With interest? With interest. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I want <clears throat> everything back. And and the thing about it is, I mean, it's like with, with what Isaac shared with uh, about Lester Summerall. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> was crazy. so good about the bed. I, I would have never. <clears throat> I knew exactly where he was going with that because I had heard that story, but well, I would have never called that demon well, back we, in we, there. We would have. <laughs> you and I would have said, "Okay, I'll put it back. I'll I'm, put fi- it back. I'm fine I'm with fine. that." <laughs> but if you don't know that story, the devil attacked him and actually moved his bed while he was on it. Yeah. And whenever he rebuked him, he left. And he said, "Now you get back here and put that bed back yeah. where you took." <laughs> right. That was so awesome. And, and the thing about it is, do we have that kind of power? Absolutely. The church does. And, and stop acting like the world and w- being wimpy about things. You're Because what you're doing is you're letting those things define you. Allow God to define you. At the very least, John, we need to practice what uh, the Word says, even if we don't see uh, something for us in it right. or some resolve or something. No, we just need to. St- God help us all, John. I'll raise my hand. God help us all to stop being a negative in the world to the world. Let me ask you something, John. People say this, I think I'm going crazy. You ever heard people say that? Mm-hmm. They think I yeah. think I'm just I'm just think I'm going crazy. Or they now. think I am. Or think you are. Here's <laughs> a key. Here let me ask you this. If you think you're going crazy, how do you know? Have you been there before? Well it's like someone's that smells like dog manure. Yeah. Why do you know that? Yeah. Taste it before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or people say, <laughs> people. I've heard people say, like at the golf course, that they'll, like, if somebody's having a having a beer at the golf course of mm-hmm. somebody I don't even know, mm-hmm. and they'll say, "Man, that that tastes like horse pee." And I'm thinking, "How do you know what horse pee tastes like?" <laughs> next time, next time I'm going to ask. Yeah, next time. And so, <laughs> so here's the here's the key. It's like, well, if people say, "I think I'm going crazy." How do you know? Have you been there before? Or people say this, I think I'm going to die. I just felt like I was going to die. Well, have you died before to where you know how it felt? <laughs> you know, that's how my brain it's, works. It's, well, that's their anticipation. They yeah. are, they are, they are assuming and, and, and think they understand. Yeah. They, a lot of times people say they're going to die. Oh, you know, ministers will say when people come to them for prayer, Yeah, they'll give them their life story thinking they have to to con just get them to have compassion on you that if I just tell a bad enough story, yeah, then you'll have compassion. You'll pray for me. See, I don't think I, I would be real surprised. And, and this is, this is funny with pastor Wright and his, a personality that he talks about, mm-hmm. he could have not set stood there for the whole story of the woman with the issue of blood like Jesus did. <laughs> he would have been moving down the road. He'd have been going down. She'd have been following him. He said, he I've heard enough. He said, I've he... heard enough. <laughs> be healed in Jesus' name. i got to go. <laughs> maybe maybe it'd be like Jesus where she had to come up from behind him and yeah. do it on her own without him having a chance to get out of there. Yeah, I could hear Jesus say, come on, walk with me. i got yeah, somebody I, I dying got, here. i got to go. i got to go. i go. That's so funny. Is that not true? He he is a plus. He'll tell you. Oh yeah. He comes around and tells you he's a personality. I've, there's been times when I've talked to Pastor Wright in the lobby. A wonderful man. Yo, Just, we love him. We love him. He's a godly man and the best minister <laughs> I've ever heard. 
But you can stand there talking to him, and while you're talking to him, he's moved on. Yeah, he's moved on. I, I told a friend of his down in Florida about that, and he laughed because everybody knows that, that right. he's just he's a mover. And his wife was the opposite. Right, yeah. She was the opposite. Just he's waiting down. on her. She slowed him down. <laughs> <coughs> oh, he's funny. out in the car waiting, honey. You know, he's out Blowing the, the horn. Oh, yeah. Me, 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 me. What a podcast, man, I tell you. I'm, 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 I'm going to try to hush, but you keep saying something. Every time you say something, I got to add something to it. Like uh, grave suckers. Yeah, grave suckers. <laughs> Stop being a grave sucker. <laughs> there you go. Carl, yeah. And let them think about like, that for a while. Like on uh, the, uh, on, uh, oh, uh, what was that, with Red Fox, Sanford Sun. Oh, yeah. I'm coming home. Yeah. Serious suckle suit. That's serious suckle suit. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> he grabbed his chest. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm, what did he say? I'm coming I'm home. I'm coming home, Elizabeth. <laughs> and do you know, literally, when you go back and look how he died, that was how he did. They thought he was. They thought he was playing. Delta Reese thought he was playing. I heard and, that, uh, and that's how. how Isn't actually, that something? Yeah, he left this world that way. Man, I tell you what, we really do in so many ways. Our words are powerful. John, yeah. it makes sense. If our words are so powerful that we can move a mountain, yeah, and raise the dead, and all these wonderful things, doesn't that make sense? That if you, your words can do the opposite as well. We'll write that down. Your words can move a mountain. Or they can create one. Yeah, that's good, John. I like I'm that. writing that down. Yeah, oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's the truth, and and uh, we are not called to walk around them or go over them. First of all, it takes us too long, and we'll miss our assignment. Yes. See? But if we learn to move them, then not only do we move them, we create a path for those that follow. Yes. By moving those mountains. You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Get under godly people that have been where you're wanting to go. Just yeah. like good business, good business people will tell you, I get people around me that are smarter than me. There's no pride there. Just, yeah. I get people around me that are smarter than me. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Bill Clinton said that. Yeah. You know, and I didn't vote for Bill Clinton. But, you know, as I've grown to, to like him, you know, I, well, I listen. He's, he's a little more conservative than we used to think. <laughs> he really is compared to today. That's what he. Somebody asked him. I said, How, because he he was a good president. He worked yeah. across the aisle. Yeah, he did. He learned that you you want to get things done. Yeah, and yeah. and something that he said was he said, they said one of the one of the things that made you a good president. He said I hired people who knew what I didn't. And, it makes, and it's perfect. Yeah, you know, you can't make, know everything. Well, and, and God wants to teach us through godly people that have gone before us. Yes. How many things have you learned that spared you? Yes. Because you're willing to listen and you had a hunger to go deeper and you didn't you, you didn't have pride get in the way. You know what bugs me, though, is I tell people something that I know mm-hmm. and they won't listen. I know. Oh, it's That's just like, the opposite. Just like you just want to just. John, mm-hmm. you, you can preach the same message over and over again. And. Uh, the minister, they had a new minister coming to a church, and he preached this wonderful sermon on the cross. And when he got in, he preached the same message. They said, well, okay. Next Sunday, same message. Well, no. Next Sunday, <laughs> same message. So they finally approached him and said, why do you preach the same message? He said, when you get it, I'll move on. There you go. That's <laughs> the truth. So, <laughs> Speaking of moving on, yeah. how much more you got? Oh, I just oh, I got. Look what time it is. We, well, <laughs> I really. I, okay, let me just give a. Let me give you something so I can say I did part of part two. Okay, yeah. Just so I'll, I give you I'll, something. I promise I'll try no, to sit here. No, no, no. No, no, it's, uh, it's oh, fine. Oh, no. Oh, 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 no. Oh, you can go steal my blessing. I'm good. Do, 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 do. Grave suckers. Um. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, a little quote here for you. You it's sucker. <laughs> she was funny, wasn't she? Huh. Uh, that was uh, on uh, Sanford and Son. Esther. Oh, I don't see. I don't remember that well about. It. I remember him and his son, and and you don't remember John... Esther. <laughs> she was, uh, no, was she. Uh, what she, character was she? She was Elizabeth's sister. Oh. She was the one with the purse. Kept hitting him with the purse all the time. She was the church woman who was far from the church <laughs> oh, woman. <laughs> Lord, Lord, yeah. Some, you know how the world will, will know what the real thing looks like. Oh yeah, and they'll make fun of us because they're. That's what they're seeing. Yeah. It's really interesting. It's powerful. It's one thing for someone to tell you that they they knew. Um, um, oh, I'm here. I, I'm, I need to backtrack for a second because I'm reviewing a little bit. Uh, people can come to you. We talked last week about how important it was that um, we love our enemies. And it breaks it down in such a wonderful way, John. We talked about this, that if you really want to pray for your enemies, there's a prerequisite in that one scripture if you break it down. He tells us that we have to love them, yeah. that we have to bless them, and maybe the hardest, we have to do good. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about sending money to someone? I hear this a lot, and it's really good stuff, where this generous pastor had his church that split, and he ended up sending money to the church that split away and left him. And they did him wrong. He was innocent. They mis- misunderstood things he had done, and it caused a split, and he went ahead and blessed financially the people that split. Just like James Ashworth, when he was bleeding for his healing, God told him to send a check to a ministry. Didn't tell us how much it was. So your money is more tied to your heart than maybe you think. Yes. So, And we want to make sure that we give for the right reasons, you know? Uh, yeah, when but, he gave that, when he was, he told me that he was going to give an offering. Yeah, I should have gave him a business card with yeah. the address on. Well, it. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, per, you know, participate. Yeah, you want to participate in the, in the blessing, don't yeah. you, John? Yeah. No, I was wanting the blessing. I know. It's it. like send it to I was, me. I was, I was trying to cover for you there. <laughs> oh, so I, was trying, I was trying to make it sound good. He'll send it to me. I'll take it. <laughs> so, so whenever you're doing this, it's one thing for someone to not like you, to ignore you, but when people get in your face. And point their finger at you, and they say things like, uh, "The guy named Jimmy says they, I, I really, I hear that Jimmy really hates you. That hurts. But when Jimmy gets in your face and points his finger and gives you, and you've had these things happen to you, John, they just read you up and down. And that's one of the wonderful things I think that people don't know you uh, need to know is that. And I've watched you, and we've been around together enough. I think I can easily say this. There have been people that treated you awful, John. I mean, awful, awful, awful. And you turn right around and love them. And I've watched that in your life. So you walk it. And uh, so I'm really, really encouraged Jesus, by that. It's a wonderful that. example. But when people get in your face, John, that's when the challenge really happens. When they stick their finger in your face and yell. Yeah. If you can love them, bless them, and do good to them, now you're ready to pray. See, we always think about pray for your enemies, okay? But there's prerequisites. You can, you know, you can pray to your heart's content and never touch heaven. You know, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they prayed, they fasted, they 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 bragged about who they were and their their garments and everything. They were the devil. These 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 are the ones that killed Jesus. So just the fact that you pray is not enough. Study that scripture. 
go into that word and look at what it means to pray for your enemies. You don't just say, Lord, help them, this and that. No, no. God's going to require you to do some contacting. And that's when you're challenged. When someone's really read you up and down, you still turn around and you say, I had a person read me off one day. And I prayed for years for God to help me cross his path that I could apologize in any way that I've done anything wrong. And I finally met the person. And here's a lesson for all of us, and I'll close. He said, I don't even remember it. Folks, you're, <laughs> you're offended with things for years and years. And the person you're offended with, they've gone on. All right. They've gone on with life. They're having fun. They're enjoying their life. And you're wallowing in it. And God's saying, let it go. Forgive them. Bless those that curse you. We're supposed to bless people that curse us? That's pretty personal when someone curses you, John. Mm-hmm. That's pretty personal when someone gets in your face where you can almost feel their spit. That's personal. When someone abuses you, that's personal. But it's then that God says, bless them, do good to them, and and." Uh, and then you can pray for them once you love them like that. Then you can pray for them. That's when prayer is effective. Yeah. Because if you can't back your prayer with your actions, right? if you're going around saying, I'm healed, but every other day you're talking about how much it hurts. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to get with someone you're close to and say, hey, could you pray for me right now? Right. That's what we're here for. Right. You should be encouraged, folks. God has the so much more. I said in my class yesterday, when God has, I think it was yesterday, when God has the best for us, you got to remember who's saying that. Right. That's a God of the universe saying, I have the best for those. Only thing God will require you to give up are things that are less than what he has for you. Right. God has the Look at my wife. Prayed seven years to meet her. We're going to be doing a lesson together on that soon, I think, on from waiting to dating. And it's not just for young people. This is for marriage. You should be dating your husband and wife all your life. Yeah. Don't take them for granted. And so Cynthia and I are going to do that one together and bounce off some things with each other. It should be really good. So that we'll just say that that's my part two. Part two. <laughs> my, my, my one page. My part two going into part three next week. So there Absolutely. No <laughs> doubt. Cynthia, if you're out there. Oh, she is. I don't know if she's awake, but she's out there. Come in here and say a dismissal prayer for us today. Yeah. God helps her to pray. Yeah, he does. He really does. Yeah, she's a wonderful here. lady. She's the real deal like your wife. These I'll people are the real deal. They are. They really are. And if you, and I've said this over and over again. If you can't like Christy, his wife, and my wife, you need to you need to get closer to God because these are the two most wonderful people yeah. that love people, care for people, pray for people, do for people. I mean, they do. They're the real deal. Yeah. How much time does she take at the beginning of, of the uh, Connect well, Group? Boy, it was long this time. I, I told her, I said, uh, I think I'm going to end up closing for you. Closing for you instead of that normally instead works. Of teaching. Hey, there she is. There she is. There she is. There she I'm going to turn my mic over to her. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you close. Huh? No, you go stay right there. I'm going to stay right here. Yeah, you go ahead. Your water bottle. Yeah. There you go. All right. Absolutely. All righty. No pressure. No pressure at all. You just go ahead and pray. I just felt like you had a prayer on you today. All right. Heavenly Father, we bless your holy name. We thank you, Jesus, for this day. 
We thank you, Jesus, for this time of together. We thank you, Jesus, Lord, for these men of God that are right here trying to lift up you and lift up your word and uh, get us started on our day, Lord, looking to thee, the author and finisher of our faith. We pray, Jesus, that this lesson, Heavenly Father, that was taught today, Lord, was how uh, you wanted it to be spoken, that it would go out on the airwaves and touch hearts, Heavenly Father, that uh, needed it today. Uh, for you, encouragement. Jesus. Lord, I needed it today, Heavenly Father, and I thank you, Lord, for it. We praise you and we thank you, and we ask Jesus that you would take our day and help us, Jesus, to do with it what you want us to do with it today. We give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We pray that you would go before us, go behind us, walk beside us, Heavenly Father, in all ways. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. For it is in your holy name that we Thank pray. Amen. Amen. Have a great day, everybody. And we appreciate you being a part of the Pulse WV Live. If you want to be a part of this ministry and team with us, I encourage you to text the word Pulse to 1304-244-3187. You can also uh, go to our website, thepulsechurch.com, give through PayPal, or mail your love gift to P.O. Box 141, Gasaway, West Virginia, 26624. Have a great day. Join us again tomorrow for the next edition of the Pulse WV Live, a network that beats to the heart of God.